Mommy care, and don't nobody else care. Mommy care, and don't nobody else care. You need some realignment, trying to find it. Miss Mommy got it for your mind, yeah, it's right on time. Yeah, you're feeling broken deep inside. You feel like hiding, come on and on the brother grind. Yeah, give it a try. Miss Mommy got you to the love. It's what you want. I tune up. It's what you want. I tune up. It's what you want. I tune up. I tune up. Come on. Peace, everybody. It's Miss Mariana, and you are plugged in to the tune-up. All right, so today's topic, I've got some personal and professional experience with. The title of today's tune-up episode is Take Me to Your Leader. When I was a young girl, the first time I heard that phrase, I think I was watching like a cartoon, maybe a movie or something, and there were aliens, aliens from another atmosphere, another universe, another world coming down to the planet Earth, and they wanted to learn about Earthlings, our ways, our Earthling ways, right, on this planet Earth. So they, they reach out to someone and they say, Take me to your leader. Right? You may have seen this somewhere. And... I don't know if you ask me as a seven year old child, if uh, alien, you know, being down or, you know, popped off of a UFO and, you know, encountered me, I'd probably take them to my mama. I don't know about you, but my mama was the leader of the household for quite some time. She fed me. She clothed me. She was a shot caller. She was running things. Right. And that's usually what we mean when we say a leader. It's who is leading in the way of providing for us. Right. Who rears us, who sets the rules, sets the tone of how things going to be. Now, that might be different in your household. It might have been your daddy was the head of the household, which is a phrase we hear sometimes. It might be your grandmama, your granddaddy, right? Your auntie, your uncle, but, you know, your care provider, whoever it is that makes sure that you're provided for or lays down the law, the rules, that's usually considered the leader, right? Now, if you leave it up to young kids of today, the youth or the folks who follow things in pop culture, they would tell you more than likely that it's the singers, it's the rappers, it's the actors, it's the reality TV show stars, it's the, it's the personalities, the folks that set trends, you know, through their images, their likeness, their fashion, their hashtags, movements, the phrases, the concepts, anything that has a lot of likes or goes virals, right? Has viral explosion through either the streaming, social media platforms. Those are usually the leaders in pop culture. And they lead effectively, right? Because they got corporations backing them to brand things, to oversaturate these images and these ideas to where a lot of the times when I talk to a work with kids, you know, they say, oh, I like that. And I got to question them. And I say, well, why do you like it? Do you like it? Because you've just seen it a lot. And it's like a, my mama used to say a broken record. You know it. And it just skips over and over to where eventually your mind is convinced, your spirit, your heart is convinced that you like that thing. I don't know. But I think in pop culture, that's what many youth would say. You know, the leaders are those who have the most likes, who have the most influence. And um, many celebrities are aware of their influence. You know, they know that they can go shut things down by just showing up, by having an opinion, by having an idea. I remember back in the day, celebrities had a lot of PR 
or, you know, folks who would make sure to let them know, hey, you can say this, you can say that. Uh, I don't think folks have that anymore. A lot of celebrities and influencers, they take to their social media. They say things that are going to increase the controversy or increase traffic and likes. And then if they say something wrong, you know, their leaders, <laughs> their policy owners, uh, they'll take to them in their own special way after the fact, after sometimes the damage is done. We've seen it. We've seen folks put their foot in their mouth because they're running with the power of influence. And then they just kind of deal with the responsibility only if their leaders or, you know, whoever's running the companies and the corporations they work for, they'll check them later. Right. And some celebrities don't even feel responsible. <laughs> you know, sometimes it's like, I'm going to do me. I've reached this level of stardom, of influence. You know, we'll get a quick cleanup after the fact. Or, you know, my fans are so loyal, they're not going to go anywhere. Right. So uh, let's look at what James Brown had to say, you know, when he gets caught up and, you know, the media, you know, I, I think it was some substance abuse that got really extreme, some violence in the domestic area. What are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say, I feel good. Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. <laughs> or even Snoop Dogg, you know, if he's questioned about where he is or why he was late, you know, you're probably going to get a very real response from old Snoop Doggy Dog. I was late because I went to go get some chicken wings. That's why I was late. Then there's Kanye. We can't forget dear old Kanye. You hear about slavery for 400 years? For 400 years? That sounds like a choice. <laughs> like... You was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all? And then, you know, there's some celebrities that don't really care about how their words or influence affect maybe the kids. You have young fans like that and your yeah. lyrics are explicit. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Um, you know what? I'm realizing that I don't have to deal with it. I'm not their parents. I cannot... I... <laughs> <laughs> you see, Nikki ain't worried. Nikki ain't worried at all. And then you got some elders that, you know, just kind of back away. They don't want to have anything to do with it. They're not going to give a strong opinion. Nikki Minaj. Nikki Minaj. Hmm. <laughs> now I'm going to pass on that one. Miss Aretha Franklin ain't even going to say nothing about that. There's this phrase that I hear a lot. Blame the parents if young people are influenced by celebrities, right? Blame the parents or maybe you'll see the parents really concerned, you know, and they go attacking these celebrities and they feel like, hey, you know, you're responsible. You're a leader. You're a role model. But I remember an old campaign that a very popular basketball celebrity went on and it was actually a series of commercials. Old Charles Barkley. Not a role model. Understood. I'm not paid to be a role model. Okay, point made. I'm paid to wreak havoc on the basketball court. You're right about that. Parents should be role models. Uh-huh. Just because I dunk a basketball doesn't mean I should raise your kids. Now, Charles made it very clear. Hey, I am hired to dribble a ball. I am hired to shoot these shots. I am not here to raise your kids. He says, I am not a role model. I'm not a role model. God knows you're not, Eddie. But your name came up in the computer, pal. No role models and I'm here right now. 
No role models to speak up. Searching through my memory, my memory, I couldn't find one. So that's where the debate kind of begins, especially for the influence over young children who beg their parents or their uh, caretakers to go and buy products or take up services that are promoted by celebrities who are promoted by corporations, right? And a lot of the times parents take it personal, you know, I'm buying these things or I'm allowing my children to subscribe, but oftentimes they get upset if that influence is of a negative one. Now, there was an OG who passed away by the name of Dick Gregory. He always had something controversial to say because he was an entertainer and an activist in leadership. Most of your big black entertainers work for white agents. They don't even want to be around Negroes, okay? They don't determine where they go. That's what this is about. How come you all them black folk doing TV and all that them shows? They don't do nothing, but they ain't supposed to do nothing. When I go down on that front line, I'm willing to die. When I walk up on the stage, I don't expect to die. Two different things. I am not a leader by design. I'm just looking out for me, myself, and I. So this leads us to the issue of understanding that celebrities are not necessarily leaders. Leaders are folks who actually sign up to be a leader, right? We're talking politicians, we're talking pastors, we're talking ministers, gurus, popes, coaches, uh, activists, mentors. These are people who willingly say, I'm signing up to be in a leadership position. And I think sometimes we confuse celebrities, people who are in position of influence for people who are leaders. Now it's great if people who are celebrities understand the power of leadership and influence and actually have some integrity with that. We lift those folks up, but that's not always the case. Tell them Auntie Tyra. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you learn something from this. Sometimes celebrities are signing up to be famous, to get their art, to get their craft out there, but they also have policy owners and overseers who tell them what they can and can't say. And if they don't follow those parameters, they're gonna have to deal with it just like we deal with having a little oopsie on the job site. Now with leaders, uh, they're there to serve the community. For the most part, they're standing up and they're saying, I am here to serve the community. I'm here to serve my constituents. I am here to lead children, to lead youth, to lead people spiritually, uh, uh, politically. Those are people that, yes, maybe it is appropriate for us to hold to a certain standard. But even then, we have our issues, don't we? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for President of the United States and we are going to make our country great again. Let's talk about Mr. Trump. He's in a position of leadership. I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? Trump's probably saying every day when he tweets, who gonna stop me? Now, this isn't only in politics. We've got folks in positions of power and leadership in religious spaces. Pastor Jim, let them have it. People, I'm talking. Hey, 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 don't, don't, don't you lay your head back. I, I'm, I'm important. I'm somebody. Now, you might do your English teacher that way, but I'm not teaching English. I'm teaching eternal life here. I love you. You know I love you. Have I convinced you I love you? Uh, yeah, you better, you better nod your head. Yes, all right. Come on, put it right there. 
All right, you stay awake and you listen to me. Pastor Copeland, when questioned by Inside Edition about his lavish life and how he's living, this is what he had to say. Isn't it true that you want to fly commercial so that you can fly in luxury? How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... Isn't it the business of your donors? Listen, I paid. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard here, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. A lot of people think it's unbecoming for a preacher to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. It takes a lot of money to do what we do. Now, there's some folks that get into such a high position of power and authority that they realize that no one can take them down. They may have so many followers or so many fans or so many supporters that they really don't care to be accountable, nor do they have to. So here's the thing. We can go on and on about celebrities, how they need to be accountable. But at the end of the day, they didn't sign up to be leaders. They signed up to lead in the particular area of art and culture that they may happen to influence. Our leaders, folks that actually sign up to influence the world with integrity, when they fall short of that, yes, we can go ahead and say something about it. But even then, we go back and we say, blame the parents. Not everybody has parents. So here's the thing. We can go on and on about celebrities, how they need to be accountable. But at the end of the day, they didn't sign up to be leaders. They signed up to lead in the particular area of art and culture that they may happen to influence. Our leaders, folks that actually sign up to influence the world with integrity, when they fall short of that, yes, we can go ahead and say something about it. But even then, we go back and we say, blame the parents. Not everybody has parents. So this brings us to the challenge. If we actually care about the youth, if we actually care about the influence and how it affects the world, we need to start, number one, having conversations where we're using critical thinking and we know the difference between healthy influences and unhealthy influences, safe influences and unsafe influences, right? Okay, so there are artists who have come out after the fact, after their stardom, after maybe going down some pathways of unhealthy and unsafe influences through the world that they're in. Take Corey Feldman, for example. Corey Feldman speaks out about the negative influences of Hollywood on young children, and some people just overlooked it. You freeze. You're, you're in shock. I mean, children aren't supposed to handle that sort of stuff. I can tell you that the number one problem in Hollywood was and is and always will be pedophilia. Nobody talks about pedophilia. It's the big secret. And it's widespread? Oh, yeah. I was surrounded by them. Following the leader, the leader, the leader. We're following the leader wherever he may go. So we can start by understanding healthy and unhealthy influences, safe and unsafe influences, whether it's from our celebrities or whether it's from our politicians and our spiritual leaders and our activists in our very community. Another thing we can do is making sure we're teaching a level of critical thinking and logic so we know the real from the unreal. We understand the difference between someone who's hired to portray a role, to portray an idea, a likeness that's going to cause controversy on purpose so that we are not so attached to the messages 
and feeling that those messengers in celebrity world in Hollywood are responsible for raising our kids. If we're teaching our youth and we're teaching society to use critical thinking, is this a role? Is this uh, uh, something that is being brought about to just make money? Or is this someone who's signing up? to influence the world. And even then we got to check things out. So this brings me to the final challenge. Make sure to screen and research the history and reality of our actual social influencers and leaders that sign up. Folks that we actually do want to hold accountable when we put our children in their hands, when we, when we give them our dollars and our support, not to just blindly follow because they make promises. Politicians, spiritual leaders, activist leaders, do this all the time, right? I'm going to provide this. I'm going to shield the community from this. But how do you know without doing the research? Now we'll check the car facts on something when we got to buy a vehicle, but very often times we don't check the background of our leaders, of the people that we put our decision-making power in, that we lean on to lead for the positive. So yes, screening and researching as best as possible. And for an example, for a celebrity pop artist, do I like it because of oversaturation? If so, what is the message? What are the corporations behind it? Ding! That would make sense why this is being promoted in a way. And for example, if we're going to look up to a leader, do I know the history or the intentions of this leader? What is the past and the background? What is the track record? Do these people stand corrected? And are they transparent about their past and perhaps the changes that they are making in order to be in a leadership position for the better? So ladies and gentlemen, those are my challenges. Number one, make sure to have conversations, especially with the youth, knowing the difference between healthy influences and uh, unsafe influences. So that straight off the bat, whether it's just a celebrity you like, or a politician or a leader or an activist you like, you're able to have some kind of measurement system on no matter how much I like this personality or this person, is it safe for me to follow this? Is it healthy for me? What are the outcomes if I do follow everything that's suggested by this person? Number two, teaching a level of critical thinking and logic so that we are understanding why and how the influences is working over us so that we're not just taken aback when something comes out and we realize that these are human people. And then number three, screening and researching the leaders that are in positions of power that we give and allow to make decisions for us or speak for us and represent us or to teach us. Are we looking into the backgrounds to understand the history or the history of that person, but still reminding ourselves that these are human beings so that we can make a decision that's safest for ourselves. We can invest our time, our energy, our money, our, our support into people that genuinely want to be leaders. And we know we've done our due diligence before throwing all of our energy and our belief into that person or that entity. A lot of you, like I always say, you know this stuff, but you like to hear it. You like the deep reminders. And if you don't know, now you know. If you do know these things and uh, you're trying it and applying it, give me some feedback. You know, tell me what you think. Have you ever blindly followed a celebrity because you just like something they said and then later you found out that, ooh, I don't really support that. Or maybe have you blindly followed a leader because they may have had one campaign or one movement or one event 
And then you do research or find out after the fact, oh, maybe I should have learned about that. These are things that concern me. And I know that we can't just go around blaming folks. We can only take accountability by doing the research as best we can so that we support causes, people, places, and things that are for our highest good and hopefully for our children's highest good so we can set an example about how to do that. I don't come from a space of superiority. I come from a space of the majority of us are going through it and having these thoughts. We're dealing with leaders. We're dealing with the influence of our youth in our communities. And uh, maybe we need to go ahead and be accountable for how we're conducting ourselves. I hope this resonates with you. And if it does, go ahead and share it with somebody else. I don't need followers, but I do appreciate appreciators. It's Miss Mariana, and you are plugged in to the tune-up. Come on. 